I'm Sarah Tasker. I'm Jen Carrington. And this is Letters from a Hopeful Creative. Okay, Sarah, so today's question is a two-parter, but we've actually got a previous episode that kind of answers the first part. Okay. But I'll read the whole thing out. Hi, Sarah and Jen. I hope you can give me some insight here. I've been blogging and engaging on social media for well years. More and more, I'm wanting to create a business for myself, even if it's not full time. Just having a side hustle, if you will, would be amazing for me. However, I have two major hiccups, free if you count my procrastination, but that's something only I can work on for myself. Number one, I don't know what to sell. I'm not a product person, so it would be digital, but I have no idea what I could produce that people would want to buy. I'm a slow living blogger on one side and I write about zombies on the other. How can I figure out what to offer that would be useful? And we really recommend going listening to our episode that's called When You Have a Blog But Not a Business Yet. Yeah, so you might not have even heard that episode when, because it's only just gone out when you wrote this letter, letter writer, but I think it will answer quite a lot of your questions around that part of this letter. Yeah, we really want to dive into part two, which is where you say related to that and perhaps an even bigger bit of confusion for me is this I know that in order to make people trust a purchase from me I need to offer excellent free content so they know what they can expect but how do you figure out what to share for free and what to keep for whatever your paid offering is how do you find the line between the two and this is from Sherry. And we got so excited because when we saw this question, because Sarah and I are both super passionate about content creation and giving things away for free. So we're excited to dig into this. Yeah, one. this is something you and I talk about over coffee anyway. So nice to be able to do it on the show. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of online business 101. Yeah, but I feel like it's something that a lot of people skip over or never quite get to grips with and it can trip you up later down the line. This question that Sherry's asked, I get a lot in a different form, which is like, what do I give away for free and what do I charge for? I think it causes people a lot of anxiety because we feel like there should be a clear cut. Whereas in reality, what I've learned from myself, my peers and my clients is we all are treading a different balance here. Yeah. And it, it's something that moves, I think it moves with your business, it moves with platforms, it changes depending on who you're talking to. It's not necessarily quite as black and white as we'd like it to be. Yeah, I mean, the very core, I guess, philosophy behind it is the idea of if you give content away for free, whether that's a blog post, a newsletter, a podcast, a video, an Instagram caption, a resource, you're helping build what the internet business world likes to call your no like and trust factor. Yeah. So people get to know who you are, they get to like you and they get to trust your business, which therefore makes it easier for you to make a sale. At the heart of it, it's slow marketing and it's content marketing. Yeah. And it's also, I mean, it goes back to a pre-internet marketing kind of strategy where, you know, when you get those um, envelopes through the post from like charities and they give you a free pen or like free stationery set with your address posted on it. They used to give you those. And the idea behind that is there's lots of research that says if you give someone something for free, they'll feel indebted to you and are psychologically more likely to, in those cases, give a charitable donation or to buy from you because they feel like they have to redress the balance. And that's like a really traditional marketing tenant that a lot of things are based on. Yeah, and especially in this online world where we've got so many cool people starting so many cool different types of businesses, free content is a great way to build a relationship with your ideal target audience and to help them understand who you are and what you're about and help them to really see if your information is kind of what they're looking for. 
for me, my content has been the thing that has built my business for me. I found you through your content. This is how I found Jen when I first booked her for my first yeah. ever coaching with anyone. I found your website, possibly via Pinterest, read some of your resources and was like, this girl knows what she's talking about and booked you straight away based on that because your free content gave me that courage and that confidence that you knew what you were doing. Yeah, I so I have a creative class that I run a few times throughout the year called Writing for Dream Clients. And the reason I created this is because I've been running my business for almost four years now and I've been really consistently booked out. And the main reason for that is through the content I share. So I've built an entire business based on my content. My business would not exist if it wasn't for the content that I've shared that have built real, like meaningful, authentic relationships with my with my clients and my customers. And so and I know for you, Sarah, your business is exactly the same. The reason people have connected with you is because of the content you've shared on both social media platforms and your blog and your podcast that's how they know what you're about and what you do absolutely and I think probably in both of our cases and I suspect for a letter writer as well that desire to share some free content is not really a marketing decision at all at its heart it's just because we want to be of service and want to put our stuff out into the world I mean, I started teaching Instagram because, A, because I was super nerdy about it and had this head full of knowledge. But whenever I wrote about it on my blog, I'd see this insane spike of traffic and it had more traction than anything else I was writing about. So that was my first kind of indication, like, people want this information. And I wrote more and more and more about it for free. And then I eventually got to a point where I was like, I can't keep up with people's need for information unless I start charging for my time. Yeah, like our content has completely shaped, defined and changed our businesses. Mm. And and like you said, we haven't done it from this very manipulative marketing point of view. It's we're both storytellers. Like we both have things we want to share. I process things best through my writing. Same. If I write about it, I understand it. Yeah. And I get excited about it. I, you know, I, I have something on my heart that I want to share. I get so excited to write it down and share it or to talk about it. So figuring out the paid versus free bit, I think is sometimes the wrong question to ask. Yes. Sharing some of my best content for free is something really close to my heart because I was so reliant when I was starting out on whatever I could get my hands on for free. I mean, really for the first like three years of my business, there was there was no money in it for me to be paying for anything, especially not for like online courses. So whatever I could get my hands on for free was how I built and shaped my business. And I know there are plenty of people out there in exactly the same position right now. And if I can put out free resources that are going to equip them to make the change they need to make in their life or in their business, then I feel like I'm paying it forwards and doing kind of my due as a creator. So that's kind of one of the core principles for me is I never want to hold content back purely because I want to make money from it. If I think it's valuable to everybody, then I want to try and find a way that it's accessible to everybody, but maybe just in different forms. I completely agree with you. I mean, I completely abide by the philosophy of give it all away for free. There is no idea of mine that's off limits for my content. To figure out this whole paid versus free thing, I think it comes down to one clear thing in your business and it's you just defining where the line is of what people pay for and what they get for free. And what I mean by that, for me, what people are paying for is my time. If they want one-on-one support with me as their coach that's the paid for thing the the one-on-one support for a class that I've created that I run live and they get to join in that's what they pay for to connect with me or if I created a resource that was intentionally made to be bought like if I wrote a book one day or if I create like an evergreen class 
I make a really fine line distinction between what everything else for me is free. I create mini books for free and podcast episodes for free and resources for free. And I do it so joyfully because honestly, my business would not be fun anymore if I didn't have the freedom just to be of service for free. Because that's the whole reason I'm doing this in the first place. I'm doing this because I'm, I'm just like Sarah, we're passionate about what we do. We care about the people in our community. Nothing makes us happier than giving them something for free that can serve them in their journey. It's just that we're also running a business. So we have to have the paid for products and services. And some things are just so time consuming to create or to deliver that if we didn't charge for it, we wouldn't be able to live. Yeah, we wouldn't be able to feed ourselves. There's a really good video that Marie Forleo makes on this topic, actually, that people will probably find if they type it into Google. And she talks about B-School, which is her main program that she sells and um one of the questions she gets quite often I think is people saying well isn't all this information available online for free and she's quite open she says yeah like most of what you get in b-school you could find online for free but if you want it from her in the way that she teaches Mm -hmm. and delivers it if you want it all in one place so you don't have to spend days trolling the internet finding reliable sources customizing what they're talking about so that it's applicable to you if you want the experience of working through it in a program with a community if you want all those things then that's what she's offering and I think that's probably true for a lot of informational products these days that actually you know why would you pay to go to night school and learn how to make dresses for example you could probably teach yourself from youtube but i think we all know the experience of learning it from youtube would be very different to learning it hands-on with a teacher yeah and i think some of the anxiety and i wonder if this anxiety was coming out in sherry's letter too is the fear of but if i give it all away for free no one will want to buy my paid for thing but the truth is it doesn't work like that because if you've given a lot away for free and you've built no like and trust with someone, if you've then got a paid for service or product that's going to walk them through a process with you that you've crafted exactly for their needs, that still has value that free content does not have. It's kind of seeing the abundance and not the scarcity because are a lot of people going to read your free content and never buy from you? Yes. That's not something to feel disheartened about. That's amazing. The lives you can change just by giving free content is amazing. The truth is only a small percentage of your audience will actually buy from you in the grand scheme of things. And you only need a small percentage to in order to make a successful yeah, business. exactly. And it's kind of, but trusting that the free content you create, it gets to do two things for you. It gets to sow the seeds for new clients and customers. And it also helps to, you to be of service in the world. I can't think of anything better than that. Absolutely. And that's why I'm always disappointed You know, when you sign up to someone's mailing list in exchange for a freebie and you get it and it's actually really flimsy. There's just nothing there and it's not quite what it was promised to be. You know that they're holding back all their stuff. It's why for me personally, I really hate those webinars, Mm -hmm. those free webinars where they get you to give an hour of your time. They really just spend the whole time pitching their paid for product. They're telling you all the things you would learn in their course and you don't come away any any more clued up you don't actually come away with anything actionable other than you need to buy this course if you want to be good at this skill and for me I think that that is such a wasted opportunity because if you do it the other way if you make your free material really valuable in its own right everybody wins and people know the difference between you creating free content just because you want to make a quick sale out of them and you creating free content because you're genuinely invested in whatever it is that you're here to serve them with and I think respect your community I think is a big part of it 
because there's so much content out there right now and there's so many webinars and email lists and all this kind of stuff. And my one of my favorite thing in the world is when I give something away for free and someone says to me, oh, I feel like I should have paid for this. Yeah. Like I had, um, I'm running a writing support group next month and someone emailed me and she was like, I literally cannot believe that you are giving this away for free. And for me, there was no doubt in my mind that I was going to give it away for free because I created it with the very intention of people who can't afford to invest in big, expensive writing classes who just want to get moving forward. I wanted it to be available to them. And it's a joy to me to create that. And so I just think with free versus paid content, you kind of got to see the bigger picture of it all. So say, for example, you're just getting started in your business and you've had this idea for this really cool mini book and you start to create it and it gets bigger and bigger and you start to think, oh, I, I could charge for this. This is meaty. But you don't have many clients yet or many customers or you don't have many engaged members of your community you could charge 10 pounds and this this is not right or wrong answer here but you could charge 10 pounds for this book you've created which is a harder entry point for anyone or you could give it away for free blow people's minds reach more people and then bring in more customers in the long run I think it's seeing the bigger picture of what your free content can do for your business in the long run rather than thinking well this is my best information and I must charge for it Definitely. And the truth is you can't contain information. Like it only takes one person to buy that ebook for £10 and tell their friends what was in it. And you've, you've lost them anyway. You know, you've lost control of that information. So better for you to be the person that delivers that information to them. And like what you're describing then when you get something and you're like, I can't believe this is, this is free and it moves the needle in your business or it makes a real impact on whatever it is you're working on. You remember that person and and you think, well, if this is what they're giving me for free, imagine the progress I could make if I worked with them on a paid basis. Yeah. I mean, obviously, as you can hear, me and Sarah are so passionate about this and we really believe this. I will put a caveat into there's a difference between giving it away for free from a joyful place and giving it away for free from a non-joyful place. And what I mean by this is you don't have to be a martyr to the cause here. If you're having a season in your business where you don't have a lot of free time to make lots of free content, that's okay. That's absolutely fine. And your first responsibility is obviously to your paying clients and to yourself and your family to provide. So we don't need to feel guilty if we are putting that work before our free content at different points in our business. And it's also okay to charge for content. Like just because there's power in giving away content for free, it's also okay to say, you know what, I've been giving this away for free for a while now. I want to start a Patreon for my podcast or Mm. I want to start start charging people for these books that I write it's it fluctuates so much depending on where you're at in your business and how you're feeling I guess what we're trying to say is don't be afraid to give content away for free because magical things can happen my I would not have the business I have today if it wasn't for all the times that I just showed up and gave something away for free without asking for anything in return I think as well it comes down to the kind of bottom line is when we have a a service-based business what we're really selling is not the information we have which is finite it's always going to be finite it is the ideas and the insight and the application of that information and the ability to work flexibly around all of that stuff so that if you read for example one of my blog posts or you listen to my podcast or maybe you buy my book you will get which is out in January by the way (laughs) um you will get a big old slice of kind of my insight and my knowledge but if you work with me in a class you will be able to sit and ask me questions and I can tell you the answers and we can work problems out together in that moment and they're two very different things and accessing all the knowledge prior to us doing that together does not take anything away from 
that exchange that we have in a paid for class I think it's having a lot of trust in the fact that you are more than just your ideas yeah you are the way you execute those ideas you are the experience that you create for your customers and your clients and I think one of the things I see a lot of my clients struggle with is they're afraid to share their ideas because what if they've run out of good ones yes but creation creates creation totally and if you the only minute you stop getting new ideas is the minute you stop breathing if you're living and engaging in your life you're going to get new ideas and so I think it's kind of being open and trusting instead of making a decision from a very fear-based scarcity mindset totally and there are actually very few new ideas in the world and there's very little information that's not already on the internet so the chances are if you decide to hold back on yours out of that scarcity mindset and that fear that it might somehow undermine your future profit potential the chances are someone else is going to come in and actually share that information before you and take that away from you anyway so better to use it while it's in your power than to sit and and be afraid and watch someone else take it away from you yeah and I think with paid versus free it's it's really just defining what you want the boundaries to be in your business so for some people they will give the why to away for free so they'll explain why it's important to do something in their thoughts but the how to is what someone has to pay for Mm. and I know for me and Sarah it's more pretty much we'll say and share everything for free but if you want the experience of having that experience with us whether one-on-one or through a class that's what is paid for and I don't know about you Sarah what makes me ridiculously happy is the thought of someone doesn't have to pay me a penny for my work to have an impact in their life absolutely and that's totally the, the thought that keeps me warm and I really yeah. is there are people out there like like I was who who need the support and need the guidance to get started and I can be that role in their life It's amazing. And I will say that by the free content that I've shared, I don't just attract clients. I attract the best fit clients. I attract people who get who I am and get what I'm about and don't just want to work with a coach, but they want to work with me very specifically. You know, just the other day I had an email from someone who said, I never thought I'd ever want to work with a coach, but I want to work with you. And just reading something like that, which means that it's it's just your content can really establish who you are, your point of view, your perspective. You can make people feel how it would potentially feel to work with you. It can do things for you that nothing else in your business can. Your content, I I kind of see our content as the thing that brings our business to life. Totally. It's living, yeah. breathing out in the world. And it's just, it's a way for us to stay connected to what we're really about and not just get stuck in the day-to-day of it all. We really get to bring our ideas to life and really process them through our content. My best students in classes now or my best clients are always the ones who have listened to my podcast and read my blog because yeah, we fit. They know how I talk and they know how I teach and they've related to it, which always means I relate back to them and we can have a really lovely relationship. And it's whenever I've had someone in the class who's been a poor fit, when we've dug into how they found me, it's always been without that earlier relationship. And I actually, I have no problem with the idea that some people might just only ever consume my free content and never be able to afford to work with me one-to-one. And I'm absolutely fine with that. That's part of the reason I put it out into the world. But if you do want to take it further and if you do have the time and the money to invest, then that's what my paid products are there for. Yeah, I really hope that the people who consume our content, who may never buy from us, know that we're still so ridiculous excited to have this opportunity to connect with them and serve them. Because I think for us, we see our work as bigger than just the paid the paid work I do is the very heart my clients the very heart of what I do in the world and that is like that is my real most meaningful work but I also feel like my content is a big part of it too because that's how I get to reach more people and help people they get to do with my free content whatever they want they get to take it and come back to it and I just think that's really special and it 
it's really fulfilling and to look back over the past what four years we've been writing the body of work we've built up yeah it's really and also it can lead to other great opportunities sarah's got a book coming yeah. out that would not exist if you didn't have your online presence no absolutely i guess from the way that sherry phrases is i know that in order to make people trust a purchase from me i need to offer excellent free content what i would say to sherry is you're not gonna do this if you feel like you have to you have to want to create and share content yeah you have to feel driven to do it just for the sake of doing it yeah and so I would say try and get connected to that because figuring out what's paid and what's free honestly that's part of the business instincts you will develop as a CEO of your own business and it changes from product to product and it changes from season to season you might find it helpful to kind of get clear on what you want your boundaries to be content wise try and just get clear on what the cutoff point of what you charge for is it the experience of working with you one-on-one is it a certain how-to is it a certain quality like you'll give away ideas for free but if they want step-by-step videos they have to pay you for it something like that but also are you excited about creating content what would excite you about creating content what will make you feel energized about creating content because I will tell you now if the only reason I was creating content was for the pure result of getting clients I wouldn't do it no it would be absolutely soul destroying and I think this goes back into the earlier part of her question which we've redirected which is she needs to find the thing she wants to do that that fills her belly with fire and makes her want to do it and go off into the world and spend six months a year just creating content around that I think if she can afford to just for free just putting it out there because I wonder if you find this Jen but the free content I create distills and refines the content that I charge for and it's a really symbiotic relationship where the more conversations I have on my podcast which becomes free content the better I'm able to then teach my clients who are paying me because I'm able to pull out the best bits from all of that time. Completely. And through the content that we create, we discover about our business. When I pay attention to what are the ideas coming into my head for weekly letters I want to write or blog posts I want to do over the next podcast season. But what are the questions you're getting in response to that content that you'll be able to create products that help answer? Yeah, that is what fuels everything and if I I literally emailed a client this morning and they're trying to really discover and uncover their business and I said you need to live in it a little to discover it you can't just sit on the outside and wait for it to come to you no it can't be a glossy perfect thing no you have to be right there in the trenches just writing the content because if you don't have anything that you want to say there's still some work here to be done to discover your business but once you have this is what my business is and this is what I'm passionate about, then get passionate about creating the content. And it's okay if that doesn't look, I call them content ecosystems and everyone has well, some people have a blog and a podcast and an Instagram channel. Some people just have an Instagram channel. Some people just have a podcast. You get to define the terms of how you create and share content and you get to do it differently to other people. You get to do something that you're excited about but you've got to feel connected to it. Don't do it just because it's expected of you because you'll burn out very fast. Yeah, it's not a question of more is more. It's not kind of what we're saying here. Although we are saying go away and do it. It's more about do it so you understand the experience of doing it and what you get out of it. So for a long time, like my main only piece of free content well I had blog posts that you could read but my main one was my free ebook that Mm -hmm. you you can still download for Instagram and that was kind of where I put all my energy and resources was into just creating that really limited range of free content because that was all I had the time and space for in my life at that point in time so it's not like you have to go and create everything for everybody but just find the stuff that you're really passionate about creating and in an ideal world I think for building any service-based or information product, you want to have so many ideas that there's not room to hold them all. Yeah, completely. And just don't be afraid to use up the ideas. Yes. 
It's also knowing what your value is. Your value isn't your ideas. Your value is you and the way you teach or the way you show up and support or the way you design or illustrate. Your value is in you. It's not in just in what you have to say. But if you don't say anything, no one's going to know that you're valuable. Absolutely. And then once you've found your thing, you can keep on digging deeper for years and years. It's not like you have to keep reinventing. You can find the thing and just dive into it. And I will say also something that I see causes a lot of my clients' anxiety is the idea that content has to be really high value how-to content. Depending on your business model, I think also don't underestimate the power of stories, sharing your truth, sharing personal lessons. Your content doesn't just have to be 10 steps to blah, blah, blah. Yeah, absolutely. It can just be something people can relate to. It can just be the 10 times you fucked up. Yeah. My kind of philosophy of content is how do you want to make people feel through your content? And you want to make them feel, in my opinion, how you they would feel when they work with you. So are they going to feel excited, engaged, clarified? What is the purpose of your content? What's the type of relationship you're trying to build? And then keep that in mind when you're creating anything. Say, for example, you really want people to feel safe and able to express themselves when they work with you. You probably don't want to create content that's really aggressive. That's a really perfect example. It's it's just thinking about your content is everything you say and put out there into the world is defining who you are and shaping a relationship. And it's a really great way to kind of answer your customers' questions before you get to that point where they need to buy from you. So sometimes it's a question of kind of educating them on the stuff they need to know in order to do well within a class or... I was talking to some photographer friends recently who have trouble with clients understanding the value of really great photography. And we talked about how their free content is a really good place to talk about the difference between, you know, okay photography and really amazing photography and the the difference it can make. Yeah, one of the exercises I get people to do in my writing for dream clients class is to make a list of the reasons why people might not buy from them. And some reasons you have no control over timing money. But if the reason is, say you're a copywriter and they don't understand what copywriting is, you can use your content to educate them. Oh, they're afraid to be vulnerable. If you're a coach, use your content to make them feel safer. Your content is a such a powerful tool for your business it can help you connect it can help you educate and it can help you ease concerns you've just got to be living in it and creating it and sharing it and I'd say do it with an open heart like it's that very cliche I'm twisting a cliche quote here but it's like it's not what your content can do for you it's what you can do for your content (laughs) absolutely and I think that old model of here's a free pen now you've got to buy from me (laughs) doesn't have a place in the modern world because it's much more about a reciprocal relationship and the last thing you want as an online business owner really is someone buying from you just out of guilt because they felt like they had to because they'd listened to too many podcast episodes we're in a really fortunate position in the digital economy that there's always more people to reach out to so we are not having to rely on anything to trap our customers you just want to show them give them a taste of what they can really get I would actually say content marketing is a way to market yourself in a way that actually feels good. Yeah. I don't have, me and Sarah don't have to do anything salesy or aggressive. We just have to share who we are and let people know from time to time that we're available to be bought from or to be hired. That's amazing. I cannot tell you how often I receive an email from a potential client and it says, hi Jen, I've been reading your blog and listening to your podcast for a few years now and I'm finally in the place where I'd like to work with you. How can I get booked in? Yeah. And I will Same. tell you, that feels amazing. Like people sign up to the Insta retreat because they just trust Sarah and they love Sarah and they want to learn from you because could they get the information elsewhere? Maybe some of it, the more technical sides, but they want to learn from you and the way you teach. 
so your content can be where a lot of magic happens in your business and it can for me my content feels like home yeah just the other day I was having a bit of like a funny mood about my business I was feeling a little like a self-doubt moment and I just sat down and I brainstormed five different ideas for weekly letters and it reminded me why I do this and who I am in all of this your content can save you a lot of the time I think in your business too. I completely agree it's like therapy and business coaching all rolled into one yeah and so in that question of how do you figure out what to share for free and what to keep for your paid offering I think the bigger question is more why sharing free content is so valuable and how do you make that decision it's personal it changes it shifts maybe just ask yourself the question is what is it that I sell Maybe that's a helpful way to get to the answer. I sell coaching and I sell creative classes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so you don't give those things away for free. No, and Sarah sells classes and her book that's coming up. But for me, it's not even a decision anymore. I just know what's paid for and what's free. For me, the free pile is a much bigger list of things. And that excites me because I will tell you this, creating a resource, knowing that I'm giving it away for free is one of my favorite creative experiences because I have no pressure. I just get to be of service and give it to the world and just hope that it makes a tiny impact in someone's day. I really actually love that process a lot. And it sounds like a letter I was at an early stage of kind of pivoting her business in this direction or pivoting her online presence into a business. So that would be a really fulfilling and exciting place for her to be is to just to be sharing stuff for free to get to know her audience to to do that market research to see what there's an appetite for to see what people respond to way before she starts thinking about which parts she needs to charge for yeah and to get to know her business because wherever your brain goes for ideas you know maybe by putting together a resource you actually discover the modules for a course you want to create totally but could you discover that without getting stuck in i don't think so no and without reading the questions and seeing what people clicked on and everything that comes along with it clarity comes through the doing when you're feeling stuck you really need to just usually just move through it I found you sitting still waiting for it to figure itself out on its own doesn't really happen no sadly not so we would love to hear your thoughts I guess both in terms of the free content you guys create how you figure out what's free and what's paid for and also kind of what your experience is with free and paid for content and what kind of appeals to you and what doesn't it'd be so interesting to hear that yeah definitely like whose free content are you really loving we won't do any shaming of people who we're not (laughs) but if there's ever been any content that didn't hit home for you or you felt cheated by what was it about that that didn't resonate with you and, and what lessons can we learn from it you can let us know under the hashtag dear hopeful creative stick it on your tweets or on your instagram posts and we will be swinging by to read them all um we've had a few people write blog posts in response to some of the episodes as well which has been really fascinating to read and just really exciting that's the coolest thing when someone like actually publishes something on their blog in response to the show yes you're our favorite people people who did that (laughs) and if you enjoy the show please do leave us a rating and review on itunes because it really helps us get the show out to more hopeful creatives yes thank you so much for listening thank you have a good day you can join us at letters from a hopeful creative.com and on social media. So on Instagram, I'm at me and Orla. And you'll find me at Jen Carrington underscore. We are going to be sharing new episodes every Monday. So if you've liked what you've heard so far, hit subscribe in your podcast app and be sure to leave us a review because it will help other people find the show. Yeah, and we can't wait to connect with you soon.